Welcome back to another episode of City Life Uncensored here in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania in our uh, hidden studios at 1812 East Carson Street. Really excited. Got a friend of mine, Catherine King here, who runs uh, a really a big part of my life and, and where I've been over the last 50 days on my journey to uh, really get healthy. It's a big piece of the real estate community. So extremely excited to have you here today. Yeah, thanks for having me. I was honored um, to be able to chat with you in a different environment. Um, but yeah, Casey and the team uh, work out at F45 trying to get Brian here, but yeah, um, yep. as long as he's working out, that's all I care about. So yeah, F45 studio owner over in the strip district, uh, runs, runs a hell of a, a hell of a shopping program over there. We had, we had city life of a ton of members, but yeah, to your point, Mr. Mr. Bry over there does his, does his own personal I, training. I, yeah, I gave her my excuse this yeah. morning, yeah. Too. which is what I get it. I get it. The excuse was I got to get home for the kids. I think you guys go right back to the, uh. Go right to work from there. Yeah, we so give a little. Bit. We have a little. Some of the boys have a little shower party every day at the <laughs> office afterwards. Uh, I miss the shower parties. All yeah. right, I'm in. <laughs> yeah, you gotta just try one. Sometimes I do go home though. Do you? Yeah, sometimes yeah. I drive. It's just, yeah. it's, it's a uh, long commute. It's, it's a long commute there and back. Like if I got to take care of my son or something in the morning, I drive back. But uh, I digress. Anyways, welcome. Thank you. Yeah. So, as we do every episode, we like to kind of. To, to take it back, right, to, to dive into the journey of how you've you've gotten to where you're at, right, obviously running a, a really successful gym. Uh, you know, I believe F45 is one of the largest brands from a gym perspective in the world, right? Started in Australia. Um, one right? of the fastest growing One right of the now. fastest growing right now. So they're, they're franchising all over the world, really. And, you know, you happen to, to run an incredibly successful one right in the, in the heart of Pittsburgh where there's been over, you know, I talk real estate for a second, a billion dollars in investment down in the strip district. And you happen to have one of the, the you know, the best gyms there. So uh, it's, it's, it's quite exciting. But anyways, why don't you, why don't you start it off for us and then tell us, tell us the background, right? Start wherever you want and kind of tell us, tell us how you got to where you're at today. All right. Well, since this is my first podcast or interview, I got to oh, show parents and I think it did, it did honestly start, uh, my dad was an entrepreneur. He started his own business when I was growing up. And, Which was what? Um, so he's an audio video contractor. Called, okay. It's called Custom Audio Works out of Carnegie. Um, he does all the Permani Brothers, their TVs, stereos. He does offices, security wow. equipment. Um, he's really done well for himself. Does he One still the, do that? Yep, still does it. One of the big players in the space. We're going to have to talk offline. Yeah, the podcast. All this, I mean, yeah, all this stuff. Like, just took a lot of trying to figure out and we still don't have it yeah. done right. <laughs> yeah. So he does jobs up in state college. Uh, I went to Penn state, so I'm proud of that. I could always go to the bars, yeah. you know, because they have big yeah. TVs. Unfortunately, and everyone in the world knows every single Penn state grad. Yeah. 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 So I don't have a Penn state themed bathroom or anything like that. We but, are. Yeah. But, um, so my dad started that. He, um, started that like in 1992. Um, so I was super young, um, with that, he left a sales job, worked at a stereo shop and started this business. So, I kind of saw the grind. I guess I just didn't realize it. I thought it was normal. Uh, my mom was working odd jobs, kind of retail, substitute teaching, a little bit of everything, you know, to, to take care of us and help. To Where'd you provide. grow up? Um, South Hills. Okay. So I am, we grew up in Scott Township, um, later moved to South Fayette, and that's where I went to high school. But um, so I think from a young age that, and then also I feel like this has been a theme of entrepreneurs on your podcast, but I would do like paintings uh when i was little and like invite my family over for art shows and try to sell them um i'd bedazzle <laughs> clothes right? in like high school and try to sell them to my friends i sold jewelry um, wait were you the one that like, were you, you the inventor it? of the the putting all the the things yeah, the on the gems, back like of... on the pockets yeah, yeah. 
like if if there was something to sell or just to um to do i was i was doing it um and i think that's like with my nature of just i love to be busy i love to be doing things like i can't really sit still for too long um so that's kind of like growing up and then i was always smart but i was never motivated to like be a doctor be a lawyer be an accountant like you know what's funny i didn't i love yeah. that you just said that because a lot of people won't come on here and say i was always smart well, <laughs> I, I but it's mean, cool like and, i like it's the truth yeah confident like i always did well in school like but i didn't want to go to college i was like why would i do that like i i wanted to be a hairstylist or i wanted to like i don't know be a stay-at-home mom like yeah. I, w I was smart but i just wasn't like career driven i guess um so i ended up going to college and you guys i think this is always funny but so some people say go to college like just pick a major that you love you know and the rest will follow some people are like go to college to be a doctor or like get your lawyer, get your law degree because yep. you know, you'll have a job title mm -hmm. or like be, go get a, an accounting degree. You'll know you'll have a job yep. title. So I bounced back and forth with that a lot, like in the regrets of not going to college for something that I would have a job title right out of, because I think I just struggled a little bit in college, not knowing what I wanted to do. And I so did you struggle because you didn't know what you want to do? Or did you struggle because you were partying too much? I was only a partier on the weekends. <laughs> okay. Um, so I, I found fitness kind of in college. I took a class, like a, a fitness class that taught you how to be a fitness instructor. And that's kind of how I oh, got wow. into okay. things. And it was a really select group on campus. And we taught all this. So I had classes of like 100 people teaching them 10-minute abs. You know, so it was a really wow. cool experience. Um, and well, again, what major did you? I, I derailed you and I okay, apologize. So, so I what was the major? Undecided. Okay. Undecided, right? I'll figure it yep. out when I get there. Um, so after taking that exercise science class, like as a gym class, I was like, okay, maybe I'll do kinesiology. Um, so I went into kinesiology. What? Kinesiology. <laughs> Which is? I've seen the word before. I could never pronounce <laughs> You're it. You're talking to a couple of dummies <laughs> yeah. here. You're going to have to. But this is funny because it. like, it's, so, it's, it's so general. It's like the study of human movement. Okay. Okay. So okay. it wasn't like biology. It was literally the study of human movement. Um, so I did take like biomechanics and like or organic chem and like some crazy classes. But with that said, I thought I wanted to be an athletic trainer. So I was like, okay, I'll go this route. Like, I like working with people. I really like exercise. Um, you know, that's a career, right? So then I get assigned to the Did you play sports team. in high school? I did. I played volleyball. Okay. So that's kind of, I started lifting a little bit in, volley, like in volleyball and, you know, getting that team feel. But going to Penn State, Penn State again, um, D1, right? Everything. Yeah. So I couldn't Their play Their volleyball anything. program's like one of the best in yeah, the country, right? Yeah, they were right? the best. So yeah. like I couldn't play anything. Um, but the fitness instructor crew, there was like 30 of us that kind of made it feel like that team environment or that I was part of something, right? Like I didn't mm -hmm. join a sorority, I didn't do any of that stuff. Um, but I did find that fitness crew. Um, and I think that was, you know, the team aspect that I liked. Um, so, you know, was doing that athletic training. I got assigned to the swim team as like the team to work with and shadow the athletic trainer. And so I was up at 5 a.m. for practices before class. I had to go back to practices at 5 p.m. after class. Were you and getting after, paid? No. And after a few months of that, I was like, okay, I do not want to be an athletic <laughs> trainer anymore. Like, this sucks. I did some research on, like, what the salary would be. And I'm like, this just is not worth my time, like, yep. waking up at 5 a.m. Yeah, just dealing with jag-off athletes. Yeah. So at this point, I'm like, okay, shoot, what, like, what am I going to do now? So I just graduated with a general kinesiology. Like, you either have to go on to PT school. I hated school. Why would I want to go on to school, right? So I got a job at Dick's Sporting Goods headquarters nice. teaching spin. All right, three days a week. Occasionally, I'd sit at the desk, right? 
So I got a job for Annie Brothers because my dad did the TVs. So I'm waitressing. Like I'm doing all the odd jobs right out of college. And I was like, okay, I don't know how I'm going to ever move out on my own. You know, I went back to my parents. How do I grow up, right? Yeah. Like, what am I going to do? Like, I can't just waitress. I can't just teach classes. Like, I, I didn't have a career path. Um, so at Dick's, I kind of had this revelation. I started talking to some of my clients there and, you know, I, I would like apply and they're like, well, you don't have a business degree. You can't do anything here. And I'm like, okay, well, I better go get a business degree then. Okay. Um, so I actually literally a year after I graduated college, here I am back at school. So I applied for a graduate assistantship at Duquesne in sports marketing. I'm like, okay, maybe like I like sports, I like fitness, like let's, let's go this route. So they paid for my MBA. Um, which was an awesome deal. So I did it full time for two years. Who paid for MBA? Duquesne. Duquesne. Yeah. I gave them like office hours. I was basically like an assistant to a lot of the professors doing research, helping with events um, and would do classes at night. So in the day I would work there at night, I do classes um, on the weekends. I worked at Macy's selling women's shoes. Told you about that. Yeah. So that's how I was making money. Otherwise, I wasn't getting paid to do this Duquesne job, but they were paying for me. Does selling shoes at Macy's give you a commission? Yeah. I thought I was so. Great. Yeah. Like I made a lot of money selling shoes on Saturdays and Sundays, you know. Um, I'd be curious but more they about chase that. You model, down, right? Yeah. They I was, chase you down in the shoe department. I was always curious of how like yeah, actual commissions worked at the stores. Because yeah. I know they pay you really Yeah, I, I know the figure. suit guy Macy's makes they make commissions. So I'm like, I bet you all Macy's somehow figures out a way to do commissions. Yeah, yeah. so they do commissions. So it was like a really good gig, you know, obviously no health benefits or anything, but um, there was people working there full time, you know, selling the shoes and doing pretty well for themselves. Um, but that was basically how I paid for like weekends and travel. Um, I was living at home, so my parents didn't kick me out or anything. Um, but then I um, shout out to your parents. Yeah, shout out. Yeah, I mean, they were great. Um, so are they going to okay. listen to this podcast? I think so. They didn't know I was coming. I didn't want to tell anybody I was coming on. So like, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> yeah, we'll go yeah, yeah, like before I like before broadcast. I We're going to go ahead and throw a couple thousand dollars in advertisements behind this so yeah. everybody listens. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> um, so I forget where I was at. But um, once I got So you're my, selling shoes yeah. at Macy's, going to school, paying, working yeah. for them because they're, they're paying for your, yeah. your master's yep. and in I'm sports like, okay, marketing. Cool. Like yep. I got my MBA in business. I can do anything now, right? Like that's what the guys told me. Yeah. So I got an internship at Mylan Pharmaceuticals, actually great company there since have been bought and um, working as like a healthcare marketing intern for the EpiPen team. I had no idea what that meant. I just applied and I got it. Yeah. Um, so yeah. It was you, actually, wanted, you needed to get a real job, right? Yeah. It's like, yeah. Okay. So I'm like, okay, like this will get my foot in the door. So what the job actually was, was like the sales reps that sold the EpiPen. I was on the sales rep team that sold to healthcare. So there's like healthcare marketing, consumer marketing, and then like another avenue. So I was doing like the healthcare marketing, so marketing to doctors yep. um, instead of the consumer side. So I, I did that internship. They offered me a full-time gig there, but I was ready to move and do something different. I had some things in my personal life that I was like, I just want to get out of here. Um, so I moved, I applied for a job in Washington, DC um, for wow. a company called the Advisory Board Company. And they did healthcare. Um, healthcare something again i had no idea like what i was doing i just was taking jobs living i love and in it the health and i was like i like health and fitness so i just followed healthcare path. yeah so you moved to washington dc so i moved to washington dc in 2015 like after the internship and Got after it. i graduated um so there i'm working same thing like nine to five doing the corporate gig like working my way up there um and i was always teaching spin or some sort of exercise on the side so that's how i like made friends there that's how i made some extra money 
So you would um, find a local and that's gym. That's what I found at 45. Okay. Actually. So this is how it kind of all ties together. But yes, I found find like local gyms and I'd either teach spin before work hours or after work hours. Yeah. Um, and I moved to DC. I'm like embarrassed to say this, but on a salary of thirty thousand dollars. And DC is very expensive. Sure is. So I lived with my aunt for a little bit. All right, until I got promoted to the next level, made a little bit extra more money and was able to get an apartment, move out. Um, and again, just kind of stayed there climbing the ladder. Teaching. So are you in like the heart of DC then? Yeah. Well, started Could, in Arlington, but then I moved to Columbia Heights. Yeah. You can't live on $30,000 no, a year you, in DC. No, you can't. And that's why I lived in a basement. I said I lived yeah. in Harry Potter's closet my first six months in DC. Like I had to take the bus everywhere. Um, but bring, once yeah, I, bring, bringing friends and bringing the boyfriend right, down to the yeah, basement of your aunt's house. Yeah. So once I moved out of there, you know, into DC proper, I was like, okay, I made it right. Like, yeah, I'm living you know, my now. salary's not yeah. that much. My more. salary's 50,000. Yeah. I'm living in, I'm, I'm making, still in poverty. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I'm making this extra money. Like I didn't go out or like do crazy stuff that costs a lot of money. Um, and I had some savings. I nanny babysat, like just, I remember those days hustles. when it was, all right, we're going to have to pregame and basically get blacked out oh, before yeah, we exactly. go to the like park. You Cause you couldn't buy a drink. Bar, right. Yeah. Because you, you just drink all at home. So you don't mm -hmm. have to spend $10. On a drink. Yeah, buy $9 half gallons of Jack. Yeah. Vodka. Yeah. So, days. um, but I did, uh, make my way up, you know, through the rankings in the three years that I was in DC and I, you know, ended up, um, finding F45. I, they just had opened the first location in D.C. So this was like 2017, 2018. Um, and I knew a guy. He worked at the gym that I was working at. And he was the one that was going to run this. So he's like, why don't you come like work out, do the free trial or whatever? I was like, OK, cool. Did the free trial. I loved it. I could not afford to join it. Um, <laughs> so I was like, are you hiring? Like, I'll coach here. Like, I'll I'll do whatever you need. Like, but I just I can't afford to join this gym. Um, and he was like, OK, like you can be an assistant. So, you know, how in F45. I don't know this, but there's two coaches. One is the voiceover or kind of talks what's going to happen that day. Okay. The second demos the exercises. They don't really speak during the demo. Gotcha. Um, but then they both have the same role. Okay. So then they're both coaching equally. Um, but in DC, the way that they run it was like there was that head coach who explained everything and there was the assistant who demoed, but then the assistant kind of just hung out. They didn't take on that role of the equal parts, yep. if that makes sense. So I was the assistant. So I would demo everything. And then I'd kind of just like hang out, help a little bit, but more so just make sure everyone knew where they were going. Um, so that's actually how I started. And I, I, I absolutely loved it. So I, they gave you a membership if you coach. Yes. Yep. So I assisted there, got the membership. So I loved that. I was doing that. Um, 5 a.m. I'd walk a mile and a half to work to, to the gym at 5 a.m. And then I'd go back after work and do the 5 p.m. class um, walking. I didn't have a car in D.C., you know, and there's yeah. buses and stuff, but I love to just walk everywhere. So I did. So I got like no sleep for probably a year. But <laughs> and uh, a lot of exercise. But a lot of exercise. Yeah. Like I, I was loving F45. I made all my friends through it. And then some other personal reasons brought me back to Pittsburgh. Right. So I'm living in Pittsburgh. I'm so this still is working. this is 18 because 2018. Yeah. 2018. I come back to Pittsburgh. Um, so I was in D.C. about three years. I'm working the same job, but just fully remote. They let me go remote. Wow. Um, okay. I'm trying out gyms around the area, like still big into health and fitness. Where do I coach? I got a job teaching spin in the North side. Um, and I was like, okay, maybe I can like open a spin studio someday or like, maybe I can do this or like, I hate corporate. So is America. this, is this the first itch of, of wanting to do it on your own? Yeah, I think so. I think so. And I, I kind of thought about it a little bit and I was like, what could I do? Like, 
And then I would try these different gyms, like spin I loved, but it's a lot of work programming the class, making the playlist for every time. And I was like, I don't know if I could do that like every day, like my once a week. Well, let me let me let me just take a quick yeah, step ahead, back for you, right? Because yeah. I because I totally agree. I with could you, ramble. Right? And, and um, you know, thinking through that a little bit, right? Thinking about the spin, which it sounds yeah. like you pretty much were a spin instructor for pretty many years, the and then all yeah. of a sudden you made this transition at forty five. Yes, being in that lifestyle that you were in for that period of long, and me not necessarily being as much, I know the big differences between the two. Yeah. Like, like, give me a little bit more mentally. Like you said, oh, I loved that 45. I became a system. But like, I mean, to your point of the spin to that, like people love spin, mm-hmm. right? Spin's huge. F45 is a little bit different. Like mentally for that transition, what was that like? Yeah. And I'm not going to knock spin because I love it and I always have done it. But for me, like it wasn't something I could do every day. I did it every day, but I'm like, I don't know if I could do this like every day as I get older. Um taking class but also even just coaching it again it's a lot more um physically because you're riding the bike the whole time with the yeah when you're coaching you're actually doing it still but you're yeah so if you think about it like soul cycle spin instructors they're making over 200 dollars a class probably so they can make a career out of it in pittsburgh teaching spin um you know 25 bucks a class maybe more at some of the what's tell me what's soul cycle so that's a kind of a premier boutique spin brand it's big we don't have one in pittsburgh but they're in la new york dc um so it's kind of prime time like if you're a fitness instructor and you're at soul cycle like you made it that's your high yeah that's yeah. that's okay. your high end so that's like the, the that's the, high that's end the jaguars end. of that's yeah. what you would have been striving for if yeah. you just did solely spin yeah working yeah. your way up the the cycle instructor yeah. 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 world okay but, but i guess the point of that is like yes it's fun it's more of a you do it because you love it um, you can't make a career or you can't really make a lot of money teaching spin because of the physical burden. So you're riding yeah, on the yeah. bike. So you can't do more than two or three classes a day. Whereas F45, if I really wanted to, I could coach all of the coach all of the day. Yeah. I mean, mentally that would be exhausting, but physically you could do it. Um, so I kind of like thought about just some of the ins and outs of like, well, what's sustainable? Like, what do I really enjoy? And I loved F45 and Honestly, the guy that ran it, shout out Trip. He's still a mentor. I love him. Shout out Trip. Shout out Trip. <laughs> but I will say, like, also that's a great. He nickname. was such a bro that I was like, okay, if this guy can like run this studio and make it successful, and like he did no marketing, it was just like, hey, show up. <laughs> Maybe we shouldn't <laughs> shout out Trip because you suck at marketing, <laughs> but, but, bro. <laughs> no, 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 no. But, but I mean, he's opened like twenty F forty five since then. Like it's wild. Like, and to me, he was such a cool guy. Like he is such a cool guy, and like that's what attracted people to it was like no okay, fence trip is... i just picture this big old meathead dude now no, no, like, I have like 40 just, pictures what up bro <laughs> yeah no i'll show you but but um i was like okay if this bro can do it like i i can totally do this got um, it so now you're home right yeah. and you're back to like yeah and i'm like full, full time. like this sucks you know like i just it's not what i wanted to do um so basically i thought about it for months and i tried all the other gyms in the area not to name but I was like, nothing compares to F45. Like, physically, it's something you can do every day as you get older, too. You can just modify things. Um, it alternates between strength and cardio. So if, like, you're crushed from a cardio day, guess what? You don't have to breathe as heavy the next day. You know, you're lifting weights. It's a different focus. So I was like, okay, this is something that I really believe in and I think is better for the body over time. Um, so that's kind of why I landed on that. And plus, I saw from the ground up not in the weeds, but a 45 studio yeah, opening and becoming successful. So it's like, okay, I have a little bit of an insight into this. Yeah. 
And here, though, in Pittsburgh, no one knew what F45 was. So that was kind of another thing I had to think about was like, oh, like yeah. everyone's gonna be like, what is this T30? So when you like, moved to Pittsburgh, were you thinking like, was it in your head now? Maybe I could do it or or did it come once you saw a bunch of gyms that weren't going to work for you? Yes, that. Yeah. So I more so opened it because I love to work out at it. And like, I wanted to get out of corporate. So I did it from like, it sounds selfish, but like at first I was like, I want to do this for me. But then I was like, think of, I, I thought about DC and I'm like, I was new to the area. I didn't know anybody. I met all my friends from F45. I said, how cool would that be? Like Pittsburgh yeah. is becoming more of that space where like young people are moving somewhere you want to be. Like, how cool would that be if I was able to like facilitate that and like give people a place where they felt like they were able to make friends, like, and they didn't have to go to the bar to do that. Or like, I don't know, join a league. Like yeah. they were able to just do their daily routine and they come out, you know, feeling like part of a team or that they made a friend that day. Um, so then I was like, okay, this is going to work because, you know, Pittsburgh's getting there and I love it, but my, I know my friends will all love it. Like I know that, um, you know, the demographic will start young, but people will start to invite other people and it'll yeah. I mean, the thing is too, that I really like about it, like you can do it at any age. My old self yeah. is going there every day and I don't, yeah. I'm not competing with the, uh, yeah, you got 21 year olds, you know, some of the younger folks that crush it, but. Well, yeah. I, mean, I will say, I mean, so whenever we went to Nashville, TJ, we did a class with TJ on the phone. Okay, you did the, yeah, the app. Which yeah, we did get you to do that with us yeah. one day. You yes, didn't come the next day. I did not come <laughs> the next day. I was like, screw that. Yeah, what a sore. Well, there was like 40 people in there. I, was, I actually was really sore. Yeah. My legs were sore. They were yeah. sore from the day before that. I was yeah. like, crap. Yeah. Yeah. But it was super cool that we can do that in Nashville, too, mm -hmm. just through that, like, program, which yeah. is awesome. Yeah, you could take it with you. Right. Yeah. And it wasn't, like, it wasn't over. Like, you can... You can do that at any age for sure. Like you could have dialed yeah, it down. Could, I could have did half of it and still yeah. got a, like yeah. a great workout. Yeah, yeah you can cool. go at your own pace on the workout. Yeah, and for those listening that might not know, like what the premise of F forty five is, is there's TV screens actually up at the front of the room that are doing the move or that exercise we call them the station for that day. So the coaches can really focus on kind of going around the room and helping with modifications, uh, motivation. So that workout's up on the screen, and we say that that up on screen is kind of the middle ground. So we can always make it harder. We can always make it easier. And that's the job of the coaches to actually deliver what is shown up on the screen. Um, and then the workout itself alternates between cardio and strength training each day. Hold on, take a step back. Yeah. I'm taking back over. I love this, but I want to get into this next because I really want to understand, right? Yes. Because you, you I, I want to get, I want to get back to, Right. You're here. You're trying out yeah. every gym. You have this idea and months go by yeah, where you're like, you know, just like everyone. Right. We're, we're, we're thinking about it and it cripples us. Yeah. Right. And so then what like what makes you make the move? And because and to your point, no one's ever heard of 45 at this point yeah. in Pittsburgh. Yes. Right. Yeah. So like, yeah. give me more into that. OK, so um, I signed the deal in May 2019. So with that said, I moved back in 2018. Right. So a couple months go by um, and I'm thinking about what to do. and. Really, I just kind of took a leap. Like, I wish I could say that I, like, estimated what the HVAC costs would be or, like, this would be and, and was like, I can do this. Um, how'd, you, how'd you decide where you were going to go? Uh, again, just looking on loopnet.com. Like, honestly, I did some research on, like, the different neighborhoods. Um, originally, I wanted, like, the South Hills or East Liberty. Like, I don't know. I kind of looked everywhere and wherever I found the deal with the right size space, like that's where I went. Like this at the strip at the time, there was one other gym um, and it was like a Pilates jump, jump trampoline studio. 
Um, so I was like, okay, like this could be cool. Like it's starting to get developed. And this was again, 2019. So none of the apartment, I mean, some of the apartments were there, but it's just starting to come on the map. Right. So I went for it. I, I looked at Mount Washington even like I kind of mm -hmm. just looked everywhere um, and and tried to find a space that I could afford. And that was the right size. So F45 does give you some guidance of like, OK, it has to be this size. So you had connected with F45 or whatever, however, yeah. I mean, because they were big. They weren't in Pittsburgh, but they were a pretty big company. Yeah, I mean, they were founded brand. in Australia. Yeah. Right. And they yeah. were. And so they were in D.C., obviously, which means I'm sure they were in New York and yeah. L.A. and the bigger cities at yeah, that point. In the bigger cities. And uh, what really got me to like sign the deal and signing the deal means basically I bought the name F45. So because I had that name now, I could go put it on my studio and it would be recognized. Right. Pittsburgh, not so much brand recognition yet, but eventually it would be as F45 grew. They also gave me help with like marketing materials. Um, again, the layout of the studio. They all look the same in whatever country or country state location you go to. Um, so they gave me some of the specs for that, too. They give you the, well, they, I'm sure you have to buy it, but and they the have. equipment. So I buy the equipment from them, too. And then they program all the workouts. So that was another, like, no-brainer. Like, wow, this is amazing. They're writing the workouts. Yeah, takes a they, lot off. That's yeah. a big part of it, That's especially. That's a huge yeah. part. Like, coming from, you know, writing spin workouts and picking the music and um, doing all that. And I know personal training, like, half the gig is, more than half the gig is writing the programs. Um, so I think being plug and play was, was super cool. And again, that brand recognition helps with, with sales, but I knew it wouldn't help me that much. Um, yeah, right. Cause they're new to Pittsburgh. Yeah. 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 So anyway, so the sales rep I'm working with at F45, he wants me to buy this, right? He gives me an end date. He's like, you have till this date and then the deal is going to change. I waited till that day at like midnight to sign the deal. <laughs> I, did, I was nice. like, I don't know. I don't know. I was so scared. And my parents were like, just do, like, we believe in you. And I was like, I know this will work. Ah, so the parents were supporting. Very That's supportive awesome. of this. And, um, and I knew I had to make it work because my life savings, again, not so much living in DC, you know, working, went towards this. Like, Six balls of Jack wins. We can't buy anymore. We yeah, got to put it towards My babysitting <laughs> money from grade school went towards this. My parents put up a second property as collateral for this loan. Wow. So I was awesome. like, I have to make this work. But wow. I also convinced them that it would. Um, so what do you know? Fast forward, I'm trying to get the studio open. Um, not to mention I'm using Google to like negotiate with landlords, review a lease. So they required probably a bunch of money down for the equipment and everything else, right? When yeah. you sign. Yep. Yep. So I took out a loan to do that stuff. Um, but again, uh, you know, they give the equipment, they give kind of yeah. a lot of the blueprint. I just was setting you up there to, for the kill of what you were about to say because I knew what was coming. What was I going to say? <laughs> COVID. Oh, yeah. Well, that, yeah. yeah that, so you just you just signed I, this agreement, put out a bunch of money, and then COVID. do all this stuff. And then but yeah. there was a lot before COVID. There was a lot before COVID. Like, I won't go into everything. But what we talked about of like finding the space, like I'm not a real I'm not I don't know. I didn't have the money to hire someone either. So, you know, I have family friends, obviously, that work in the space. So I was like, hey, what can you tell me about this? What are some like lease negotiating points? that I should look for. Yeah, you get a 60 page lease. It's like, what the hell am yeah. I looking at? Right. Yeah. Like, so I, I was really lucky with a lot of my family friends that were able to kind of help out and give me some guidance, but, um, Google, yeah, was, was my best friend, but okay. So I find a space, right. I hire a contractor who was a friend of my dad. Um, cause again, I don't know how to do that. Like, so I hire this contractor, he builds it out to the specs that I need. I'm in there checking it out all the time, but yet I'm still working my other job. 
Um, I'm trying to hire. And so you're like, full-time working from home yes. for the job out of DC yeah. still. Yep. Okay. And like, who's going to work at this studio, right? Um, so I had to kind of recruit and hire and look around and, you know, Jordan, but um, I met him early on and it was just him and I. And I had no money to pay him because we weren't open yet. But I was like, I need someone. Some help you know, kind of building help. this out. And yeah. Yeah. So um, so he helped through the build out process, like doing sales and stuff. And then what do you know? COVID hits. Um, and again, I was lucky because since the build out wasn't done yet, I wasn't paying rent. So my landlords were very kind in the sense that I didn't have to pay rent during COVID because I wasn't open. The build out wasn't done. So I wasn't losing any money, but I wasn't making any money. And F45 was also generous that they froze any royalty payments. So they had a clock ticking on me saying, like, that's, you start owing question. a yeah. monthly fee at this month marker, right? So they froze that for me, um, which was nice. Um, but it just, again, the, mo the momentum was lost. Yeah. Right. So I was doing pre-sales. Like, did you start with market? You were, yeah. So you did pre-sale. You were starting to try to pre-sale. Yeah. And that was me just calling up people, following people on Instagram. Like, you know, it was, again, just a one-man show. And you you got you on. get to set prices and all that. So when you're doing this pre-sale, it's like, look, trying to just find ways to yeah. get, yeah. Yeah, like I Googled other gyms in the area and try to figure out kind of where I should sit price-wise. F45 gives you a little bit of guidance on that. But, you know, everything's specific to the market. Yeah, uh, yeah you're building a brand new brand essentially here locally in Pittsburgh. Yeah. and yeah yeah is that how f45 makes their money do they just do flat fee rent or do they yep. do it based so they off? make the money when you sign a deal with them so there's an original initial franchise fee yep. and then they make some sort of markup on the equipment like they make the money from the markup on the equipment and then they make money from a monthly royalty payment so why i signed the deal when i did was and the royalty payment is is not dependent on sales in any and that's why i signed the deal when i did because my royalty payment is not dependent on sales. So they were changing it to a model where it was X amount of dollars or percentage of sales, depending on what was greater. And, and you I wanted knew, confidence in your own sales. Yes. Got it. And I was like, yeah. well, if I make this much, like, I don't want to have to pay them more because of that. So I was like, I better just do this now because obviously it's always going to be in the back of my mind of like, I never opened that gym. Like, what would have happened? Mm -hmm. So that's why that kind of like nudged me to do it. Um, but anyway, COVID was actually. I mean, it sucked, but it was a, a really, I don't want to even call it a blessing because it wasn't, but we capitalized on COVID because it was extra time to pre-sale, to build a community. The The playing field was level now, right? Like there was open gyms, yep. but they couldn't run classes inside. No one could. So I was like, okay, we're open for business. Mm -hmm. So F45 came up with this really cool technology, kind of like on the app, yep. where you could basically zoom out a workout. And we could, us as the coaches could get on the Zoom and coach the workout and it would be up on screen, their computer screen. So we didn't have to even have a physical location. I was like, F45, okay, thank you for giving us this. Like, we're ready to go. It was an even playing field. I wasn't, again, losing any money. Um, I was paying the co the two coaches and myself that I had to run these virtual classes. Um, but people were paying for them. So like we started making money before I had to pay rent, before I had to pay royalty yeah. fees. And again, it wasn't significant. Like we probably charged like 20 bucks a week or something like that, but it was still enough. Yeah. And I will say like the first Zoom class, we might've had two people on it who were like friends. Yeah. But then they brought their friends and then they brought their friends. And eventually we would have like 30 people on a Zoom class. And it was one class a day. We ended up having like four classes a day on Zoom 
Um, and then when it got nice outside, so COVID was March, right? So that's when we started doing these virtual workouts. Um, then we got to go outside. Yeah. So we're outside in like June, July with, you know, a hundred people maybe would come to these workouts, which was amazing. That's awesome. Um, and I was like, this is cool. Like we already have this community ready to go so that when we went into the studio, like everyone knew each other. They were bringing their were friends. You, were you, were like, you like mindset wise, were you nervous? Like, or worried? Oh, yeah. Like what's going to happen oh, when we yeah. actually go into the studio oh, yeah. now? Oh yeah. I was so nervous. And that's why I kept that. I mean, I was going to keep my full-time job as long as I could or until I got fired basically. Um, but I was like, I'm good. Like, and I was making a good bit of money that by this time. So I was like, I can pay the rent with my salary if I need to, or I can pay this, I can pay that. Um, and I didn't pay myself from at 45. Um, so Again, yeah, I was very, very nervous, but I had this Yeah, well, it's just job. helpful, right? You weren't dependent on EF45 right. sales coming in yes. while you were building it to support your lifestyle. Yeah, yeah. And so I was able to, like, pay my team, obviously. And, and at the time, it was Jordan and one other girl, Alyssa, who she has since moved. But um, we were the three that were running these classes. And when we went into the studio, we had, like, one other coach. Um, but it was us coaching all of the classes because, again, um, I didn't have enough money to, like, bring on a full staff yet. Since mm -hmm. But so you were ghost working at this point while you were running, you were, you were wiggling the mouse on the side over here while you're running classes. Bit. I mean, or I was, co you know, you don't see me much at 530 AM anymore, but, or I was at 530 AM. I logged on to my work at 930, you know, after I taught the first three classes mm -hmm. of the morning. Um, and then I logged on after or I went to the gym after. So, um, but yeah, I was really nervous during COVID, but, and also even coming out of COVID F45 changed its programming to be more uh cautious i guess um and conscious of the people that were really still worried about it um where instead of rotating stations and i don't know if you joined this early but we stayed it in a box we basically made like a masking tape box and you just stayed in your station and had a couple pieces uh, of equipment around you so you didn't rotate and touch all of the equipment smart smart but when that happened i was like i didn't sign up for this shit like this isn't the f45 yeah, workout yeah, that i know yeah, and love. Yeah, like yeah. i was like is this gonna work like are people gonna like this like you know, but it, it worked. And, you know, a, a year later, we were back to rotating um, and just continuing to grow. And at that time, you know, we had a lot of competitors coming into the strip. But I think we had such a core group of community that was already Yeah, so built. Let's, let's dive into that for a second, yeah. right? Because, you know, we're, here we are today and, you know, it's extremely successful, right? City life is a big part of, of it, right? We yeah. love it. And we, 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 we really push all of our, you know, employees to, to, to join and be a part of it. Um, how have you created that success, right? From a, from a community standpoint, cause it is big, it's a big community, right? Like what, how, how have you, how did you have the idea and the, and the thought process to create that community and really think about it that way, as opposed to just another gym? Yeah. So, um, that's a good question. And I think the main part for me was I wanted, to, I wanted it to be inclusive of everybody. So there's a lot of these gyms where like all of their promotions or all of their instructors, and I'm not ripping on them, but are like in sports bras and all over their Instagram. It's more about like the coach and they just want to look good on social media. And for me personally, like I'd be intimidated to go into that gym and I'm in shape. You know what I mean? So I think that's like a really it's a fitness is sensitive, you know, especially when you're doing group fitness with other people around you. And, you know, you feel like you're being watched or judged. And so what I did when I was hiring is I tried to find really inclusive people that, you know, obviously were, were passionate about fitness, but weren't about themselves. Like they were truly about 
they cared about coaching and improving someone's life and making a difference. Love like it. it wasn't about their ego or like, hey, I'm a coach here. Or I'm a personal trainer. Mm -hmm. um, so the people that would, you know, DM me being like, hey, I want a job. I looked at their Instagram and I'd be like, eh, wow. I don't know if yeah. you're a good fit. You know, even if you have 10,000 followers, like your vibe, you know, I, I want my mom to feel comfortable in there. Like if my grandma wanted to come to class, like I would want her to feel comfortable in there. Um, so I think wow. that's what I tried to do from a staffing standpoint was make it relatable everyday people that were kind, compassionate, teachable, but like cared about what they were doing. And a lot of my coaches, most of them, almost all of them, um, this is a side hustle for them. You know, they have a full time gig. Mm -hmm. So it is a passion project. You know, they do it because they really love it and they love that environment. So I think it all stems from the people that I brought in. Like, they're the first ones fist bumping, high five. Like, how was your day? What are you up to? Introduce yourself to so-and-so. Or did you know that this person also lives in Southside? Like, so I think it starts with that because people are weird. Like, they don't, they don't like to just talk to people. Like, I can't tell you how many times I'm, like, standing next to someone. I'm just so inclined to be like, hey, what's <laughs> up? But um, people just don't. Like, yeah. and I found that from going into other fitness classes, too. Like, no one talks to each other. Like, I could go into a studio and and the coach doesn't even say hi to me it's just like okay it's start time let's go all right bye that's such a good point um, right and and in, in being there every day it is you know all of, even some of your coaches are, are coaches at other gyms or have other yeah. gyms or, yeah. or, or or fitness trainers other places but the community they, they they create right is absolutely right they're all welcoming and and it's it's a different vibe compared to not the to, to your point, right, coming in and being uh, intimidated by this amazing in shape, per not that they're not in shape, most right, of them right, are in right. shape yeah, naturally, are. right? But Yeah, but they're not about themselves yeah. kind of thing. Um, so I don't know. So that was a big thing for me was like I wanted everyone to feel uh, safe or like a safe place somewhere that, uh, you know, the motto, team training, life changing, like somewhere you can truly come in wherever you're at and leave feeling part of a team. Like we have people that, you know, come in and they're like, oh, I haven't worked out since pre-COVID and they're working out next to an ex-college athlete, like, and they both can do the workout. Mm -hmm. And like, that's what's super cool. And they respect each other. Another thing that F45 kind of does is like no mirrors. Like we don't want you to look at yourself. Like the coaches will help you if your form's way off, but like, we don't want you to look at other people or look at yourselves. Like just focus on the, what you're doing and the exercise that's in front of you. Um, so it kind of is like the come as you are and, and, you know, we'll, so why don't you, why don't you quickly walk us through what it, what it, what it, so for every listener that's out there right now, maybe they're part of another gym or, or haven't heard of F45, like what does, what does F45 look like if they were to come join? Yeah. So if they were coming in, um, they're greeted by name. Like we know you're coming in and you're new, um, at the front, we'll give them a brief tour, kind of show them around. Um, we'll most likely partner them off right there or introduce them to an OG member or someone that, you know, knows the ropes so that they don't feel lost or intimidated. Um, and then when class starts, we'll have two coaches, personal trainers, um, give them a rundown of the programming that day. So how many different stations. And that's another cool part about F45 is it's different every time you come in. So it's hard to get bored in there um, versus, you know, other studios that it's the same workout or the same number of stations. Um, so there'll be different programming every time you come in, but you'll know that you're either getting cardio-based exercises or strength. Um, we don't have any treadmills, um, but we do use rowers, bikes, uh, ski ergs, as well as just regular kind of functional moves um, to get your heart rate up on a cardio day. 
Um, and then strength day, it's, you know, all focused on lifting barbells, kettlebells, dumbbells. we got pull-up bars back there. Um, body weight for people that are weak body like me. Weight. And then you're rotating yes. around the rooms to each of those different stations. And you are never at a station longer than a minute. So I, that's often a selling point that I'll tell people is like, you're not there longer a minute. So if you think you can't do something, it is one minute of your life and then you'll get a little breather and then you're on to the next minute. So it's kind of like chipping away piece by piece at that 45 minute day or class. Um, and I think that's the other piece is it's 45 minutes and it's super efficient. So like if you want to get back home to your kids, I'll get you back home to your kids after 45 minutes. You don't need to spend an hour and a half at LA Fitness walking around, you know, figuring out what to do. Um, so that's, that's a key piece functional. So for everyday life and then 45 minutes. So it's efficient. So you can get back to your everyday life. Yeah. No, I've, I think 45 <laughs> minutes, if you're constantly moving, I think a lot of wasted time at gyms is yeah. walking station to station and somebody might be at a station that you want to yeah, be right. at. So there goes your whole workout plan. Now somebody's there now I'm walking, I'm trying to figure out what I want to do. Yeah. So no, that's a great point. Um, whenever you say strength and, um, uh, what it was a cardio, cardio days. Like, is it all day? All the classes are all strength. Like, so every Monday, call it all strength or vice versa. Or do you have it rotating by hour? Yep. Like so, by class, I guess. Yeah, that's a good question. So um, every day, so we'll have, we have run about eight to nine classes a day. Okay. So it's the same class every day. So Got it. what the morning people get is also what the night people get. Okay. Um, so then the next day, same thing. So you have eight chances to kind of get that workout in. Okay. Yeah, so they set up the room, right, Brian? So they set up the room, call it, you know, maybe, well, I wasn't there yesterday, but Wednesday might, Wednesday was, I'm just making it up at this point because I was actually out of town Wednesday. Nine stations, <laughs> you might have th three sets of 30 seconds with a 10 second rest of this exercise and you move to the next one. Or another setup might be 12 stations, three pods of four, where you work through your pod, where you just, it's like maybe 40 seconds on, 20 second break, you move to the next station, your pod, Got it. and you move through those four stations or the little pod. Right. So then you get in 12 total 40 second workouts and yep. that, and then you take one minute break, move to the next pod and roll through that. And so there's an every day it's totally different. And they demo at the beginning. And the coolest thing that you mentioned is every day is totally different muscles. Like even Thursday of this week, Thursday of next week is totally different exercises, right? Cause Wednesdays, for instance, are always cardio day, right? So, you know, Wednesdays is going to be a bigger cardio day. Yep. Um, right. But it's always totally different cardio stuff. The reason that I love it the most is because like, there's a lot of things I can't do. Right. So I have what's called carry malformation in my brain. I, my heart rate can't go above 160. And I, and so there's certain adjustments that I have to make and it's totally fine. Right. That I can do certain adjustments or not go as hard on certain exercises on cardio day, for instance, because quickly it jumps up when you're doing all cardio. Yep. Right. And so you can kind of modify it and it's not like it's a big deal to modify. Right. Like, or if, like if you're just spinning for 60 minutes at a spin class, it's like, oh, what the hell do I do if I can't spin? Yeah. <laughs> right. So um, it's, it's fascinating in that standpoint. And the other big thing is you don't have to think about it. Right. So you go to LA fitness or you go to the other, all these other gyms and you really got to think about what you're going to do. For me, you know how much I think and my brain don't ever shut off. Right. For me, it's amazing because I never, ever have to think about exercising ever. I just got to go and show up and I do it at 530 in the morning because it's the only time of day I can. And so boom, I'm in at 530. I'm out by 615 every day and I get a killer workout in and my heart rate goes up. I get my sweat in and I'm done and I don't ever have to think about anything because it's all lined up for me right then and there. So it's, it's, it's pretty sweet. No, no, that, that, I that's love fine. that you used all the lingo, the pods, stations. 
I'm yeah. learning. Yeah. I'm learning it all. Regular. I'm not the, I am a regular. Yeah. It's this year, yeah. I'm down 12 pounds <laughs> thanks to you and, and, and being the regular. That Last year, I would miss some days and yeah. get yelled at a yeah. lot. But um, but that's such a good point. Like, just all you have to do is really show up. The programming is done. You know, we hit upper body, we hit lower body, full body, core, um, and that cardio piece. So, um, you know, we so can rest. are you still working full time or? Um, not anymore. Wow. Um, so okay. As of August, yeah. Um, as of August, I I was able to exit the corporate world. Um, and I, it's funny. I think back whenever I was first starting to work out at that F forty five in DC. I told the coaches there, I was like, I'm leaving corporate America by I'm 30. Like, I just hate it. Blah, blah, blah. So 31, I was able to leave. So I was a year late, but I blame that on COVID. Um, But I did like, it just feels good to say like that I left and I did it. And I'm, you know, making a career now out of what I love. So it all ended up working out, knock on wood. Um, So now I'm kind of just focusing on the next thing and how to scale the business. Okay. So focusing on scaling next. I love that. What, yeah. um, right. Maybe, maybe, maybe what's the best. So credible journey, obviously, if you're listening to this, do yourself a favor and, and join F45. Uh, I'd imagine, especially, you know, doing all of that and getting successful through COVID, right. You know, bringing a, bringing a brand into a new location, a brand new city and opening it up, obviously incredibly tough, uh, doing all that. So just quitting in August, I can only, did you quit or did you get, I quit. Yeah. yeah. So I, I don't know if you got. Yeah, if I got fired, ghosted no, long, I, I got you know. actually like begged to stay. Yeah, and I'm, but and I, I never tried to hide that I had this F45 gym, but they didn't know. Um, so I was kind of waiting for the day. I never tried to hide it, but they I didn't know. I was processing know. that in my head. <laughs> I mean, I didn't hide it. I'm like, um, and I was at every meeting. You know, I was logged on at the times that I had to, and I just I hustled a lot. Um, you know, especially at the beginning, I was at all the 5:30 a.m. classes, and then after work, I'd go do my workout and. Um, you know, socialize with the night crew. So uh, I do, I do think, you know, maybe, maybe you can spend a minute on this too, right? I don't want to over, overlook this. I'm a huge believer in, in team and in community and atmosphere. And that's, it's how we've built city life from day one. It was, Hey, we've got to find the right people. And clearly to be able to run a gym, a lot of times you see gym owners and they're there the entire time. They're the one running it. They're the face. They're literally everything. And quite frankly, from the time that I've joined, right, I don't, I don't see you often really there ever. And um, you know, I know a lot of your trainers very well, like building that team, like how did, how did you have the wherewithal early on? Right. Obviously you had a job, so you kind of a little bit of had to, but how did you have the wherewithal and the knowledge to say, look, I need to make sure that I get the right trainers and I get them early and I have them here and helping me build this thing. Yeah. So that's a great question. And something I thought about when I was kind of preparing for this was like, it's a scale for me, time or money. So at first I was like, I need as much money as I can make. So I was there all the time doing everything, right? Um, and then I was like, I need my time back. Like my personal relationships are suffering. Um, you know, I'm sacrificing a lot of things that I should be doing with my family or, you know, just relationships. Um, so time was like a big thing. So I was like, I now feel comfortable that I need to delegate some of this stuff. And this is not going to be sustainable, especially if I want to scale the business, right? So um, you know, finding that team and putting the right people in place. A lot of it is just like a Google Doc process for how to do certain things or how to open or how to greet a new member. And it was just instilling that in my coaches. And I really think that I'm still working on this, but it's my baby, right? So 
like no one will clean the bathroom like I do or no one will pick up that piece of dust on the floor like I will. Like they come in and they coach and they they truly give it all. But I'm all about the details and I'm trying to still get them to do that a little bit mm -hmm. um, of like, okay, there's a piece of toilet paper on the floor. Hey, just Courtney, like we need things. to be, we need to be picking dust up with our finger yeah, like it's fingers. Just, off it's little floor. things like that. Like, so I need to, I need to learn to step back, but I've, I've gotten better at that because I have so much trust in the people that I've put in place. And um, the people, like a lot of the coaches, you know, were seasoned coaches. So there wasn't much training I had to do, um, which I was lucky in that sense. Um, but those that did just, kind of come up through um f45 and just being members and became coaches like they're very into the details because they've been on the other side of it and they they've seen the dust or they've seen you know the toilet paper roll empty um so i think you know just making sure that the coaches have as much care of the place and um you know i guess want to be so want to see it thrive as much as i do like it is something that i'm trying to instill and something that I'm hoping will help me to scale but um finding the right people I have to say like it's been really I've been lucky yeah um yeah I mean I like I said I, I really believe that that you have right it's such a and to your point right and and when you show up and yeah everyone's in the lobby and there's green and it's always 5 30 I walk in at 5 20 in the morning every day and I want to I and I don't like working out I'm yeah. not a fan of working out that's not me yeah. There's eight people there. Everyone's like, hey, hi. Everyone's all happy. I'm like, oh, you shut up. And I like whatever. But like like yeah. you've created that environment and it's, you know, it's hard to find. And, and to the point, like I like the workout because it is so different. I don't have to think. So I've always changed to say I'm always going to be going to gyms for the rest of my life. But like if you don't have that, like I'm finding the next one. And I'm going to go yeah. there. Right. And, and members will. So it's so important to have all of that. It's right. huge. Right. Like the workout's obviously great. It's a great product. But even more so, I think we're in the service industry. Like we want to deliver that experience or that great service um, to our members so that they continue to choose F45 versus the next gym down the street. Yeah. Um, and we have a great group of members, too, who, you know, are really supportive and bring their friends and want to promote it and share it. Yeah. Um, so I think like the energy just attracts other good energy in a way. Yeah. So I mean, it, not only that, it's a community, right? You get like F45 is always doing things outside. You're always partnering yeah, with other, go, yeah, other hour. places, happy hours. I think this morning they announced there's a, a happy hour next yeah. Friday for yeah. St. Patrick's day. So always doing fun stuff. It's, it's awesome. I highly recommend it. What, where do you see yourself in five years? Yeah. So hopefully, um, I don't, uh, uh I have to think <laughs> about that one. Yeah. Um, so I'd like to continue to scale the F45 business and see where that takes me. Um, I'd like to have, you know, by then I'll be married and hopefully have a family. Um, and then just continuing to stay healthy and fit, um, is the plan, but that's awesome. know, can, not going back to corporate America. Hopefully. Yeah. Never, <laughs> never. Once you're, once you're gone, right. I always say become unemployable. Yeah. That's the goal. That way you can't, even if you had to. Yeah. What uh, What's the best advice you can give everybody listening today in the on their entrepreneurial journey or business journey, career journey? Okay. So I was asked this once a few years ago when I first opened the studio, and I said always plan for more. And I still kind of agree with that. Like always hire more than you think. Um, be able to like everything's going to cost more than you think it is. Um, you're going to need more space than you think. It's going to be more time more work than you think. So I think don't underestimate how, how difficult it is. Um, plan that it's going to be harder than what you think. And then, uh, so that's still kind of stayed the same, but the second is priorities. Um, so 
starting this business, like my priority was F45. Like that came first over everything. Um, everyone knew it. And I don't know if that was a good thing or a bad thing. But now that I've gotten it successful and off the ground, like F45 is still a huge part of my life. But my priorities have shifted a little bit towards kind of what I touched on, like my time, my personal life. Like I want that time back now so I can hire out and put the people in place, um, you know, to be there for me and help to run the business so that my priorities can equal out a little bit. Um, and I'm not just, you know, solely focused on on F45. So I think just making sure that your priorities are aligned and that they continue to shift, you know, as your business grows. Um, so those probably the two things I would say. And that's something that more recently I've, I've learned now that I'm at the point of where I am two and a half years in. So, yeah, I love that. Where can we, uh, you know, where can we find you if we want to connect personally or how do we, how do we become a member if we're interested in yeah, joining the F45? So, because if, if, if we're listening to this and we're not, we're just dummies. So, yeah, yeah. So definitely come try us out. Um, we have a, a seven day trial for $14, no strings attached. Um, our Instagram is F45 Training Pittsburgh Strip. And then uh, my personal Instagram, which I'm not on so much more so on the business side, but is uh, Catherine King. So come try us out. We're right in the strip on Penn Avenue. Um, if you haven't gotten a call from me yet, I'll, I'm surprised, but I'll probably have to come find you and get you in the gym. So. Any last words over there, BK? No, everything's great. It's making me want to go work out. If you, hey, if you, can, if it. you can convince, if you can convince Brian to join F forty five and not do his own thing, we're on to something here. So, when she said, uh, "I need one more for the three hundredth member," I'm like, "Oh, I know, was right? going to do yeah. that to me." I was like, <laughs> yeah. like, "She must it's be. You, Brian. She must have had that plan." It's you. It's you. Yeah. So we'll get you in. Yeah, we 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 did though because we're landing her her three hundredth member here yep, right when we get off of uh, when we finish. So. Yeah, uh, appreciate y'all Thanks, listening guys. until until next time on city life uncensored make sure you uh get down to f45 if you're not get working on your health wealth and being um let's go